What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to episode 11 of the 11.7 podcast, brought to you by Foul Pole Sports. Today, we are going to be previewing the whole weekend and all of the exciting action that we have coming up, including a lot of tournaments, a lot of awesome non-conference schedules, um, big-time teams playing other big-time teams, and um, we're going to have another Pick'em Series challenge because you guys seemed to like that last week. So you guys stay with us, and we're having a good episode. It is February 28th, and we are now at probably the biggest weekend of college baseball that we're going to have. A ton of awesome non-conference series going on. We have four really big tournaments, actually five really big tournaments. And I made the uh, made the decision to drive from Georgia all the way down to Houston to attend the Houston College Classic, the Shriners College Classic, which is a Big 12 SEC matchup. Dimitri is here with me today. He's Skyping in from Tampa, right? You're over in Tampa Thanks. today? Tampa, yep. All right, that's awesome. And so we're excited to bring you guys another weekend full of college baseball content. You guys be sure to follow us on social media as we'll be tweeting out videos and um, updates along the way. We, Dimitri's been killing the Instagram game as well. Um, so you guys follow us on Instagram where we're, I don't know, we're, we're just kind of giving the players some love on there. We're trying to put some more highlights on our Instagram story and tag them so they can share it with their friends. And we've been growing like crazy on Instagram recently. So you guys check us out there. Um, today's episode. So we're going to break down the five big tournaments, including the, the Shriners Houston College Classic that I'm going to be at. This is probably my 12th or 13th one to attend, usually as a fan. But this year, I have been granted some media passes. So I will be doing that um, tomorrow with my little brother. And then okay. we're also going to talk about You big time now. You big time. Yeah. Big time. And, hey, that media pass was waiting for you, but you didn't make the trip to Houston. So yeah, gave it, uh, it to the spring training call-up, Will Upton, little brother. So he'll be there with me tomorrow. We're going to be doing some really good content um, along the way. Uh, we have the Frisco Classic, which is kind of like the – I don't know how to like say it. And it's a newer tournament, but it's been picking up a lot of popularity on social they, media. They've been, they've been killing it on the Twitter game. Frisco, the Twitter account. Yeah, man, they even tweeted at us a couple times with 11.7. Like, they, they know who we are, and, and they like what we do, and they said they like foul pole as well. I heard they're A&M fan. Yeah, no, I, I, they probably are. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a good tournament, and it's a beautiful field over there. So we have Frisco, which is about three hours north of Houston, um, about an hour, hour southeast-ish of Dallas, I believe. And that's where they play. The Frisco Rough Riders play their home games there, so – that's going to be in Frisco. Uh, we have an ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is going to be, I don't know if you've seen the field yet, but uh, I think it's U.S. Bank Stadium where the, the Minnesota Vikings play. They turned that into a baseball field. So it looks a lot like the Metrodome up there in Minneapolis um, from like the 90s, 2000s. So that's going to be fun. We have six teams there, three from the SEC, three from the ACC, or sorry, Three from the ACC, three from the Big Ten. Every time someone mentioned Minneapolis, the Metrodome, I think of Torrey Hunter robbing home run. Torrey Hunter robbing home runs against the, the trash can fences. And trash bag, sorry, trash bag fences. They look like trash bags out there. but They had their, their bleachers covered all the right field and part of the center. I just remember Torrey Hunter and Jock, Jock uh, was it Jock Jones? Jock Jones. Always robbing home runs there. Yeah, and they would just jump against the fence because they were. It was better than padded fences. Like there was no, yeah, no pain whenever you jumped into those fences. But yeah, so um, if you guys haven't seen pictures of what that looks like, look it up on you know Google or Twitter. Um, they did a really good job putting the uh, baseball field together. So it's two ninety five to right field with a thirty foot fence. So it looks similar. I mean, it's closer than the Green Monster, and a little bit. I think it's a little bit shorter, but. Yeah, that'll be fun for lefties. Yeah, it'll be fun for the lefties, and I mean, just it actually looks somewhat like a baseball field. Usually, whenever these football stadiums convert to baseball fields, 
it looked kind of bad. Like it looks real bad. And um, I felt like they, they did a good job with this one. So uh, that that will be taking place. A little ACC Big Ten action up there in Minneapolis in February indoors. So you don't have to worry about the weather. Um, we got the Keith LeClaire Challenge, which is hosted at ECU in Greenville, North Carolina. Um, that's going to have ECU, Ole Miss, Indiana, and High Point. So a little bit smaller tournament, but quality talent there. Um, and then Florida State's hosting a completely random round-robin tournament that I think is hysterical. I mean, it's Florida State, Texas Tech, and FAU, which all, I think, I think each team has one loss out of them. So like 22 and 3 combined. But it's like not even a real tournament, like not even a real round robin tournament. Florida State's playing four games, so two against each team. And then um, like Texas Tech and FAU are playing Florida State twice and then each other once. So they only play three games. So I felt like it was weird that those teams would travel down there to play like a round robin tournament to pretty much only play three games. Somebody canceled or something. Yeah, it was almost like those three teams, I don't know, like had a scheduling conflict. Like maybe Florida State that. scheduled did both that. and didn't yeah. realize it. I, you know what I mean? My, my senior year in Mercer, we did that. We were we had a home series versus Belmont, and Notre Dame had a cancellation or something. And they, had, they were playing somebody, and they had a cancellation. So they came down, and we made it around Robin. I mean, baseball is pretty much the only sport you can. Baseball is really like the only sport you can do that. Like, have a late cancellation and just pick up and do a round robin tournament on a weekend. I mean, you can do that in football or basketball or, um, I mean, any other NCAA. Baseball, it's like, yeah, we'll instead of driving to Nashville, we'll drive to Macon, Georgia, and we'll uh, we'll just come play a round robin, no problem. Yeah, no, I, I know. Akron, Belmont, us, and Notre Dame turned into a four-team round robin. But that's great. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what separates college baseball from the rest. They they have the flexibility to do that, and uh, I'm sure that it's happened a ton of other times. We just haven't picked up on it. But I mean, it's a good tournament, Florida State. There's three good teams, and we'll break it down here in a little bit. Um, but a little bit further on in the show, we're going to talk about some um, some good series. We're going to have a series pick'em challenge like we did last week, um, where we're going to give each other series. That we have to pick the winner, and Dimitri leads the series right now, two to one. Uh, I went one and two. I sure did, dude. We're also going to talk a little bit about like how Rice baseball do what? Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, I just it sucks right now. The zero and seven. Not not not. Runs they've scored in the game this year is four runs. They just look bad. They don't look like the Rice Owls. Yeah, I don't know. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about Rice baseball because we had somebody on Instagram DMing us telling us a little bit of, uh, not like insider info, but just like kind of his thoughts and everything, and it made sense. A couple people were trying to freaking tell me that Wayne Graham is responsible for their struggle, and I'm like, dude, you are crazy. Yeah, uh, it's just like it's hard to blame the guy that made the program relevant and made the whole conference relevant uh, with the Conference USA. So I know his last few years, they weren't great. And I know his he didn't do much recruiting and he was very hands off. He was more of just like a figure, which I don't know. Some people agreed with some didn't. Uh, you want to talk about Rice now? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk. It was a little preview on, on Rice. I mean, they're 0-7 this year, which is very bad. They, they just they losing they're losing games because they can't score runs and they can't get the timely hits and you, really you can't even blame the coaches for that. I mean, sure, you can blame maybe they weren't prepared fully. Um, they didn't see enough live pitching in the preseason. I don't know, but it, it Rice's problems to me seem like they come from the players. Like they just they aren't performing the way that they should. Oh, so Braga is their coach from Tennessee Tech. Yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He, he so, brought Tennessee Tech to that super regional uh, a few years ago, and Rice was quick to pull the trigger on him. And um, so they thought they took Braga in. No discredit to Braga, great coach, or whatever. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the deal. Rice was built by Wayne Graham. Wayne right. Graham took those boys 
learned how to recruit the state of Texas, learned how to control JUCO baseball in Texas. For those of you that don't know, Wayne Graham was a legend at San Jacinto. I don't know how to say it. San Jack, um, yeah, San Jacinto, and, and they were a big rival of mine back he, at, when I was at Blinn Junior College. He players, he would feed players from San Jack to Rice, and then once he took the Rice job, he continued his relationship, learned how to recruit the state of Texas, and then he went on to Omaha so many times, controlled the Conference USA. I think they won Conference USA like twenty-one years in a row, like some something stupid. Yeah. So here's the deal. People, people see Rice struggling last year, this year, and they're looking at Wayne Graham saying Wayne Graham lost control and put them in the position that they're in. Actually, I, I disagree. Take a look at Miami. Take a look at Florida State. Different program, you know, a little bit easier to transition. But Florida State had Mike Martin Jr. waiting for years. That was their plan. Recruits knew that was their plan. So when they were coming in, committing, whatever, they knew that they were going to, at some point, probably play for Mike Martin Jr. Same thing in Miami. Jim Morris was losing control. Miami missed the regional for the first time in years, decades. But everybody knew that Gino DeMare, their hitting coach, was going to be the head coach in waiting. So it's the same thing. It's an easier transition. You have a plan. It's easier to recruit. It's easier to groom um, groom them into what they want to be when you leave. Wayne Graham, from what I know, was never given that that opportunity. He didn't have a head coach in waiting. He didn't have well. He I feel like he did a couple times. Uh, one of them was uh, Pierce over at Texas. Right now, he was an assistant yeah. coach under Wayne Graham for a long time. But they and all- he waited long enough. Um, I mean, there was a few more guys that – because I went to a ton of Rice baseball games there, growing up and there, went to – There's the guy that's at uh, – the guy at the UT, UT Arlington. Who's or, that? No, San Antonio. The, the guy there that coached for Wayne Graham, and he's now a UTSA. And if Braga doesn't get things going, that I bet you that's the guy that they look at. Well, um, everybody thought everybody thought Lance Berkman had the, had the job because he, he went there – uh, he was a volunteer assistant there after he retired from MLB, and he wanted the job. And they basically said, uh, "We don't think you're qualified, and we think we can get a better candidate." And they were quick to pull the trigger on Braga. So, um, I yes, just I remember that. I felt like Braga over at Texas, or, sorry, Tennessee Tech. He had that one good year, and I know he had a couple other decent years in the OVC, but that's just a different ball game, man. Oh, man. Different I played in the OVC. Like the OVC is probably one of the worst baseball conferences from top to bottom um, out there. And sure. You brought Tennessee tech to a super regional, but maybe you just struck lightning in a bottle. Like maybe the accomplishment wasn't as great as it seemed. I mean, so luck is a game of luck too. Right. Yeah. They got matched up well on that regional at Ole Miss. Um, it was just, it was one of those days, or one of those things. But, anyways, I guess we got to move on from that. Let's kind of talk a little bit about the tournament play right. coming up. Before we get uh, Stanford is struggling mightily too. Oh yeah, Rice and Stanford. Stanford is bad. Combined, I think uh, one. What? Fourteen. Stanford has lost seven games. They're one and seven with a win over Cal State Fullerton. They got they lost two out of three to Fullerton, lost Santa Clara, Houston, Texas Tech, Tennessee, and Cal. That is a brutal schedule to start the year. Yeah. So Stanford Stanford has shocked people in the opposite direction, thinking a lot of people thought that they were gonna be probably the leader of the Pac twelve. They thought they were gonna beat out teams like Arizona, sorry, Arizona State, Arizona, UCLA. And Stanford has looked probably the least, I mean, like they, they just look like a bunch of guys that don't want to be out there. Um, they can't throw strikes. They can't hit the ball on a line. Um, it's, it's just embarrassing for Stanford as well. So between Rice and Stanford, who we saw have so much success in the 2000s and early 2010s, they're, both of their programs just seem to be in a place where it's, you know, it's trending in the wrong direction. So hopefully both of those teams will turn it around because I think, they have some talent on those squads, but 
it's uh, it's not looking good for either one of them. Yeah. Um, Stanford might be an early candidate to miss a regional. I mean, yeah, it's, it's certainly it's certainly looking like that. Um, all right, so we got to move on to these tournaments. So I'm going to be at the Shriners College Classic, which is in Houston, hosted at the Astros Field. Um, I'll be there all day tomorrow, or I guess all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be a real good tournament. I go every year. Um, I probably went 10 straight years when I was in elementary through high school. Uh, they turned it into a SEC versus Big Ten, or sorry, Big 12 challenge this year. So we have three Big 12 teams and three SEC teams. Texas, Oklahoma, and Baylor are coming out of the Big 12. And then LSU, Arkansas, and Missouri. So out of those six teams, I think five of them are going to bring a ton of fans. I think LSU and Arkansas will bring the most. And then Texas fans travel well. And then Baylor and Oklahoma, I've seen their fan bases at this tournament before. And they, they kind of pack the stands as well. So this might be the biggest attendance I've ever seen at this tournament. Usually it's like Rice and um, usually Rice and Houston make it. Texas Tech you'll see in there. Texas A&M. And they bring a lot of fans. But between – I've seen LSU bring 20,000 people before. It's crazy. Arkansas is the same way. Arkansas brings down a ton of people as well. So um, I don't think – Missouri is going to bring very many, but all in all, I think it's going to be a really good tournament. Um, Dimitri, you got any thoughts on this tournament about maybe who you think is going to win? Um, which SEC, which Big 12 team you think will do the best? The, the, the Shriner? Uh, yeah, Shriners. I mean, honestly, it's a lot of good talent. It's a lot of really good talent. Texas, I'm, I'm they, is Texas back? We'll find out this weekend. Yeah, Texas. I mean, I, I believe they're still undefeated. Passing their cowboy boots and like Texas was back. So I'm really excited to see Texas, see how they do this weekend. Um, Oklahoma, another question mark. They're 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 playing well. We'll see how they do. I mean, this this tournament's gonna be a really good test for everybody. But I honestly, I see. Like you said, LSU is gonna bring the fans. They travel well everywhere. Arkansas is gonna bring the fans. I, I honestly, I I see Arkansas winning, I guess you want to say, the SEC part. Yeah, so the, each team plays three games. And so, like, tomorrow, Baylor and Missouri play the 11 o'clock game. And then um, Oklahoma and Arkansas play the 3.30 game. And then the 8 p.m. game is Texas-LSU. So, like, we have some really good matchups. Like, Big 12, Big 12 SEC challenge. Yeah, so each Big 12 team plays an SEC team. They play three games a day, so each team plays once a day, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first time they've done it like this, at least since I can remember. And yeah, no, I, I see Arkansas winning this weekend, um, winning. And then I guess from the Big 12 side, I would, I would, you know what? I, I like Texas to do well this weekend. So you think, yeah. So, I mean, I think Baylor, Baylor's going to end up winning tomorrow morning at 11. I think they're gonna they're gonna beat Missouri. Missouri's not good at all. I picture Missouri going zero and three. Yeah, Missouri lost to McNeese State this midweek. Yeah, and they got slaughtered. And so I think Oklahoma and Arkansas is going to actually be a really good game. Connor Nolan on the mound for Arkansas. Uh, I forget Oklahoma's Friday guy's name. It's slipping my mind, but he's really good. Um, he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, I mean that's pretty much easy to say. But um, so I think that's going to be a really low scoring game. And then the night, dude, the night game between LSU and Texas, both teams. That game like Texas, Texas is nine and zero this year, but they really haven't beat anybody with, you know, a decent record. Like they they won four to one midweek against Sam Houston State. You think, and you think you think that game's going to be fifty fifty split in the stands, or you think it's going to be a Texas home game for Texas LSU? No, uh, I think there's going to be more LSU fans there. I honestly do. Really? Dude, LSU fans travel like crazy, and a bunch of them work and live in Houston. So, I, I mean, I just didn't – I haven't seen more Texas fans than LSU fans at this Houston College Classic before. Um, but I think I'm going to give the edge on Friday night to – man, I hate – I don't think either team is as good as what they've looked so far. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the edge to LSU tomorrow night. I just think that they're going to be excited to be there. Texas has kind of squeaked by against some so-so teams 
like Rice, who hasn't won a game, Boise State, who hasn't won a game. Uh, I think LSU wins that one. I think I really do think Arkansas will go three and zero. I think LSU has a chance to go three and zero. Dude, I think Ty Madden can beat LSU tomorrow night. I do too. Um, and what's 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 Texas's closer's name? Duplantis? No, no, no. Andre uh, Andre Duplantier. Duplantier, dude, that guy has electric stuff as well. So I hope he gets thrown in the game late because um, he's the real deal. So that's going to be a fun. Um, hey, um, but Ty Madden and Bryce Elder are a great one-two punch for Texas this year. Oh, yeah. Bryce Elder, I like him a lot, too. And I've, I've watched him pitch, I guess because I have access to Longhorn Network. I feel every time I turn the thing, I turn Longhorn Network on, ESPN Plus or whatever it is, he's pitching. I've seen him pitch so many times the last two years. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. So if you guys are gonna, if you guys listening are gonna be at the Houston College Classic, um, send us a DM. I'll be in the stand somewhere, um, maybe in the press box, but I have access to it. But I, I think I'd much rather just sit in the stands and talk with some fans and stuff. I, I, that's just what I like to do at baseball games. So um, DM me. We can meet up somewhere and talk and just chat it up about college baseball. Um, so just up the road, we got the fr- we got the Frisco Classic. Do what, Dimitri? I said I told the fans not to hurt you. Don't hurt my guy. Yeah, don't beat me up. And if you do, that's whatever. It's fine. I'm uh, I'm running on like three hours of sleep after driving for twelve hours the last couple of days. So, <laughs> if you guys want to beat me up, maybe I can get some rest. <laughs> but anyway, so we got right up the road. We got the Frisco okay. Classic, which I wish was scheduled on a different weekend because I, I mean I really like it. I think they put on a good good tournament. Fairly new. I want to say probably two or three years old. Um. But, yeah, so we got Illinois, who is clearly the worst team in this tournament, which is saying a lot because A&M, UCLA, and Oklahoma State, one SEC, one Pac-12, and one Big 12 team, all could potentially host regionals this year. And I I feel comfortable saying that because between A&M's offense, which has been the best in the country all year, UCLA's pitching, which has been the best in the country all year, and Oklahoma State – if you look at their coaching staff, I mean, their coaching staff has got to be the best in the country. They have the Holiday Brothers. They have um, Ventura, and I'm missing somebody else. But like, they just got big league talent on their coaching staff. So you know those guys are developing the right ways and, and playing the game hard. So, Dude, that, three, I, hey, that coaching staff is so offensive-minded. Yeah, but, I mean, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm not saying anything's <laughs> wrong with that. I'm saying they're going to rake. Uh, yeah, they're going to rake. So Illinois kind of struggled a little bit this year, but they do have some quality wins. Um, but they also have some some bad losses. But A&M, we've seen them. Their offense just click on all cylinders. Zach Deloach is just – I mean, is he still hitting over 600 right now? I think he might be. No, but, he, 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 he's up there. Yeah, so he's someone – so when, when UCLA and A&M play Saturday night, I really hope A&M throws Asa Lacey because Asa Lacey might be the best – he might be the the number one college arm taken in the draft this year. He's up to 98 from the left side. Good mound presence. Very athletic up there. Uh, and UCLA, who's given up, I think, five runs in seven games this year. Mm-hmm. Staying undefeated. So they match up Saturday night. And I really hope A&M saves Asa Lacey for that game because that'll be a big one. I think, if I remember correctly, Oklahoma State won this tournament last year. So they're comfortable playing here. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The games, there's two games a day. So there's the four o'clock game tomorrow, which is Oklahoma State, UCLA, um, and then Illinois and A&M play tomorrow night at eight. Yeah. So if I'm A&M, I know I've said it enough already, but if I'm A&M, why would you waste Asa Lacey against Illinois when you have a chance to give the fans what they want? Give the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. And I think they might. I think there's a chance that they might actually do that. But, um, yeah, so this this tournament's actually going to be uh, televised on Flow Sports. So if you guys – I mean, they're not a sponsor or anything. Maybe they will be one day. Um, but Flow Sports is televising like, up to 700 college baseball <coughs> – excuse me – up to 700 college baseball games this year. And um, I want to say it's like nine ninety nine a month. 
maybe twelve ninety nine a month. But we should be getting paid for this ad, Ben. Do what? So we should be getting paid for this advertisement. Yeah, I mean, but we're we're a we're a podcast for the fans and for the people. So maybe maybe someone can plug us with a a flow a flow sports sponsorship. But if at the very least, maybe they'll just give us a subscription for free. Twelve ninety nine a month because we would we would use the ever living crap out of that. Um, what was I going to say though? Oh yeah, but so this tournament I, I noticed was on there along with a few other games. So you guys check it out. A little free plug, a little free sponsor for the Flow Sports people. Moving on, we already talked a little bit about the the ACC versus Big Ten challenge up in Minneapolis. That's going to be fun. I think. Just the the circumstances of playing in a football stadium with they literally built dugouts. Um, yeah, it looked like like plywood almost. It was funny. They look like soccer. You know how soccer has the kind of like the players bench area. Yeah, it looks like that with a little screen in front of it, almost like a jail. So I think there's I think that turn I think that tournament will have a big turnout. Because it's not going. You don't think so? No, dude. It's gonna be. It's gonna be super light. No, I dude. I really think people are gonna go. Because what else is there to do in Minneapolis this time of year? It's indoors. America, baby. They've been there plenty of times, I'm sure. But I mean, it's it's a good college baseball tournament with teams. So like we got Iowa, Purdue, and Minnesota, the home team out of the Big Ten, and then we have NC State, Duke, and UNC the little golden triangle of North Carolina making the trip up there probably shared the same chartered airplane. If you think about it, all coming from within, you know, hour and a half of each other, but I think it'll be good. I think those fans from North Carolina will travel up there. It's good that there's a little bit of indoor college baseball. And if I remember correctly, I think there's a rule in the NCAA that teams cannot build indoor baseball facilities. I mean, indoor baseball stadiums, because Michigan tried to do it a few years ago, and they said it's like an unfair advantage to northern schools. Like Michigan was going to build like an indoor baseball field. Like how cool would that have been? That would have been sick, dude. Yeah. So there's there's two chances for indoor baseball this week because the Houston College Classic will be at Minute Maid Park, and then the ACC Big Ten Challenge will be. Um, what's the name of the? It's U.S. Bank Stadium, right in Minneapolis, where the Vikings play. Yep. So that'll be fun. Um, any notes on this series that you think? I, I think personally, Duke's pitching staff has been stupid all year, like stupid good. I'm pretty sure they've only given up. Hey, I already know who. I already know who's winning this tournament. Who are you taking? NC, NC State. Dude, I. I think I'm going to go with Duke. I know NC State's been rolling right now, and their offense looks unstoppable with Patrick Bailey, who might be one of the first catchers drafted this year in the first round. I like NC State a lot, but dude, Duke, I'm pull, I just pulled up their schedule. Besides, so they gave up two. No, they gave up two runs and then eight runs, and then zero 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 one zero in their last six games. They're going to do it again. So, they ain't going to do it again. Purdue better watch out. And I know Purdue. Purdue is not bad. Iowa and Purdue can win a game on any given night. This year. I mean, but, honestly, yeah, I'm throwing on Friday nights. Max Myers throwing Friday nights. Um, so he's going to be throwing against North Carolina at 8 p.m. tonight. And he's a first round arm. And I know he got hit around a little bit. Um, but. So Minnesota looks really good. And then I think it's going to come down to NC State, Duke, North Carolina, Minnesota, which is four of the six. So this tournament's a total toss-up. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so the, the ACC Big Ten Challenge is uh, – They might stay undefeated. Who are you saying is staying undefeated? NC State. They might, dude. They have the talent. They have the talent. They how many, oh, they how many undefeated teams are we down to right now, Dimitri? 16? We are actually down to 15. 15 undefeated teams left. And I know NC State last year was one of the – were they the last remaining unbeaten team? 
Uh, I don't remember. It was Arizona State and NC State. I don't remember who. I think, I, if I remember correctly, NC State was the last one standing. I do, too. I think that's right. So maybe they'll do it again this year. But anyway, um, so moving on to moving on to the Keith LeClaire tournament at, in Greensboro, North Carolina, hosted by East Carolina. We got we got Ole Miss, East Carolina, Indiana, and High Point. High Point. I don't think we'll do any damage in this tournament. I think they're going to go zero and three. But Ole Miss is looking really good this year. They're leading the country in home runs. Everybody knows that. They have two of the swaggiest players in the league, Anthony Servideo and Cale Baker. Um, and then East Carolina's got a couple guys that are pretty friendly to the show. We got Jake Coochmanner and um, who else do we know? from? I know Spencer Brickhouse last year was big into us. Um, I'm blanking on like half of their team, but we were big. We were big ECU fans last year. We were. Hey, what's what's the big uh, two way guy's name? The big two. Oh, uh, Alec Burleson. Burleson. Yeah, no, he he's a beast too. So I think it's going to come down to East East Carolina and Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Sleep on Indiana though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Indiana can do some damage in this tournament. They, I know they got beat around a little bit by by LSU, but ended up winning that that game three of that series. Um. They're both a little shaky, I think, but besides that, I mean, they should they should just at least hang in games, uh, you could say. But if I had to pick a winner, I think I'm rolling with Ole Miss. They just look too offensive right now. The the bats are rolling, and that's who I'm taking. Um, I'm probably gonna go with Ole Miss as well, but Brandon Tucker for Indiana. He's been throwing pretty well. Don't be surprised. Or even Gabe Beerman and Brandon Tucker might sneak Indiana a win versus Ole Miss or East Carolina. I could definitely see that happening. I really could. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am taking one of those games. And Jeff Mercer is going to have the boys ready. Um, I think Ole Miss wins this weekend. Yeah. He, Jeff Mercer from Indiana is one of my favorite coaches. Him and uh, Tony Vitalo from, uh, from Tennessee. So – Indiana and Tennessee's head coaches I'd go to war for, and I've never even talked to them before. Um, all right, moving on. We got the FSU tournament. We got Florida State, Texas Tech, FAU. Florida State's playing four games. Texas Tech and FAU are playing three. Florida State's rolling right now. They're, they're playing really good baseball. They lose opening night at home to Niagara. Everybody's pushing the panic button. They roll off eight wins in a row. Texas Tech has looked really good. Uh, they got whipped up a little bit by by Tennessee on Friday of last week. So do they uh, do they redeem themselves on Friday this week? We'll see. And FAU, I believe they won the Conference USA last year. They were a two seed in Georgia's regional. They returned quite a few guys. They, uh, they are they undefeated right now, Dimitri? Who? Florida Atlantic. FAU is undefeated, my man. Wow. So, out of the three teams there, they're the only one undefeated. No, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to uh, continue after this weekend. No. If, I mean, if they go 3-0 and this weekend, you got to tip a cap, and you got to take Florida Atlantic that's as the real deal. Um, but I like, te- I like Texas Tech in this tournament. I think that their lineup is really good, even though they do have some freshmen. They start four freshmen, which is incredible. Uh, I don't know. I just think that Texas Tech is a top five team in the country, and until people prove me otherwise, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away from that. Who do you have? When, who do you have winning this tournament? I think Texas Tech. I mean, no, Florida Florida State's gonna beat them one. They play twice, right? They do, yeah. I think Florida State's gonna win. I think they split with Texas Tech. They should. It would be it would be a shame if they lost both. I mean, that's not that's not the end of the world. They lose both, but I think they'll split. Um, if they you, I really if they. I mean, this will be a good weekend for them if they want to get in that large bid, start building their resume early. 
Maybe. I think it's a good. I think it's a good weekend if Florida Atlantic wins one game. If they go one and two, that's a good weekend. Because I'm looking at it thinking they're going zero and three. But who knows? Um, and then Texas Tech, they lose Tennessee last week, but then they beat the University of Houston on a walk off, and then they they handled Stanford pretty well. Um, I think just Tennessee is a better team than a lot of people are giving them credit. So Texas Tech's loss to them, I don't think, holds a ton of weight. But I don't know. I mean, Texas Tech, we've seen in Omaha at least three, four times in the last six or seven years. It's a it's a really good program they have up there. So um, I'm taking them to win that tournament. So no, some no, let's I, do um, our weekend let's do our weekend pick'em challenge. So let's let's talk sure. a little bit about the eight series that we're gonna that we're gonna discuss. Um, so we have Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Big in-state rival. Um, you know what? I love to they turned it into a weekend series instead of three midweeks. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It, it used to be three midweeks just With spread out throughout the season. Back in the day, which is now, now they they do it at SunTrust Park. But they're playing a home-and-home, and then they're playing game three at Gwinnett. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's good. The people of, of both fan bases would much rather see this because now they get to watch the best pitchers throw against each other versus midweek arms, right? Yeah, and absolutely, absolutely, what I, I I think the same thing. Yeah, and it's I mean it's just a lot. It's a lot better that you host one like so between Athens, downtown Atlanta, and Gwinnett. What is it like an hour and a half each? Uh, yeah, Athens about an hour, hour and a half from from, from you Atlanta, live up there. and then Gwinnett is about. 20 minutes from Athens. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's perfect. And there's a ton of just Georgia Bulldog fans and, and Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket fans in, in that area. I think every game is going to be sold out, no doubt. Um, and it's it's really it's a test for both teams because both of them have high expectations this year, and we'll see how they match up against each other. Because I think the winner of this series really puts themselves in a position to host, um, and that'll make the fans happy. Yeah, it's still early, but no, it'll definitely matter at the end of the year. It's going to matter a lot more than the midweeks they used to play, that's for sure. Um, I think Georgia Tech, I don't want to stay underrated because we're not, not everybody knows the Georgia Tech. They're, they're a top 25 team for the most part. We don't have them in there yet. They're close, but I just. Uh, they're kind of young. For. That's why we're keeping them out. Kind of young. Um, they can really hit. They can really hit. And they've been putting up a lot of crooked numbers. But this is the weekend I was waiting for, and I want to see what they got. I agree. I, I agree with you. Um, moving on to the next series, we've got Mississippi State at Long Beach State. So Mississippi State moves away from home and, and goes to the West Coast against a team in Long Beach State that is absolutely destroying people. They look real good this year. So... Has it been confirmed if JT Ginn's throwing or not this weekend? Nope, he is not throwing. Okay, that's what I was thinking. It's what everybody seemed to lean on, but I didn't see an official decision. So that hurts Mississippi State quite a bit. And we'll see. We'll just see how Mississippi State plays away from home because they've looked pretty decent. Winning that series. Yeah, and they, they got embarrassed. They got embarrassed on Tuesday, um, losing to was it Alabama State? Nope. They lost to Texas Southern. Texas Southern. That's right, at home. Hey, you want a, a little, little stip, stat nugget for you? That was the first That was the first time Mississippi State lost a midweek since April 2018 in a game versus Memphis. So they didn't lose a midweek all last year? Nope. Oh, man. That's tough to do. Because those games don't matter. So, like, crazy? you go down early, Isn't it's crazy? like the worst pitchers go in and pitch. In April of two, almost two years ago. Yeah, that was before this podcast even started. Oh, yeah. Wow. So they have a lot to prove this weekend. Long Beach State's going to be ready for them. Those dirtbags, man, they, they love to play. They love, love to play hard. They swept, I believe they swept Wake Forest last week, and then they beat somebody really good in the midweek. San Diego, I think it was. So they're rolling right now. Um we got Pepperdine against FIU, which is just a cross-country battle. It's in Miami, so Pepperdine had to fly from South, you know, like South, South you, California. Miami, FIU is Miami. That's what I said. Playing in Miami. 
Oh, I thought you were saying it like they're playing. No, FIU is straight on Miami. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. If the listeners didn't know, I meant they're playing in Miami, like in at FIU. But Pepperdine <laughs> yeah. had to fly from basically yeah. Los Angeles to Miami, which is not a fun flight. I've never done it, but I've I've flown from Georgia to Houston, and that's not a fun flight. So, um, yeah, Pepperdine, they they just lost their first game in a midweek against UCLA. So we'll see what they're made of. FIU has Logan Allen throwing on Friday night. He's top two, three-round arm from FIU. It'll be a good test. It'll be a good test for both teams. FIU's, are they undefeated? FIU is undefeated. Wow. So between FAU and FIU, both teams undefeated. Uh-huh. And then you got Miami, you got Florida, you got UCF. They're, the state is loaded. Stetson's loaded this year. No, Stetson is okay. I mean, they have they have a good win. They have they do have a good win. Yeah. Um, a lot of talent. A lot of talent in the state of Florida. Who would who would have thought that? Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Florida's loaded. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, we got TCU at Cal. That's going to be a fun series up in – where is, where is TCU? I should know this. Um, Fort Worth. They're in Fort Worth. Man, I'm from Texas. That was almost bad. But they're playing in Fort Worth. Cal obviously missing Andrew Vaughn in the lineup from the last year. But they uh, – I don't know. They've, they've kind of built just a good foundation, a good Pac-12 foundation. And um, – I don't know. I mean, I think TCU is going to destroy them this weekend because I think TCU is that good. And I was doubting TCU for a long time until last week when they took care of business against Minnesota. But I don't know. I mean, like Cal, Cal's a solid club. Like they're going to finish probably fourth, maybe fifth in the Pac-12. So it'll, it'll just be at least a fun series to keep up with. Uh, we have Michigan versus Cal Poly. Michigan looked like trash last week compared to what they looked like the week before Cal Poly kind of the same thing. They, they looked really good week one, didn't look good week two. And now they match up against each other. So, and I, did they already play once this year, Dimitri? Who? Cal Poly in Michigan. I, for some reason I felt like they've already played. Played in the Arizona tournament. Who won that game? Um, Michigan. Cal Poly beat Michigan. Did they? I'm 99%. No, Michigan beat them 8-5. Michigan beat Cal Poly 8-5. Yeah, Cal Poly did lose that game, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Michigan swept that weekend. Yeah, and so Cal Poly lost to Pepperdine and then three out of four to BYU and then lose another midweek to Fresno State 13-0. So Cal Poly, after... Beating UConn and beating Vanderbilt in week one. They look horrendous. They look horrendous. So they have Michigan this week, Baylor the week after that, Oklahoma the week after that, and then San Diego State. So they have a tough non-conference schedule. Hey, tip my cap for you uh, trying to schedule the big dog, but that is not going to help you. Yeah, it's not going to help the RPI, that's for sure. Um, A surprise team right now that we have in the next series, Seton Hall versus USC. Seton Hall, I didn't even really know they had a baseball program. If if it wasn't for Craig Biggio who went there, um had no idea that they were good and they've they've beaten some really good teams so far this year. So they're playing at USC who just came off a big win um against Cal State Fullerton this midweek. And then the last series that I want to talk about is Clemson versus South Carolina, which might be the most hated rivalry in, in college baseball. Those two teams hate each other. And so they're doing something similar to Georgia and Georgia Tech, which they always do every year. Um, this has always been a three-game series. Where they play one – I think they're playing one at South Carolina on Friday, and then they're playing one on Saturday at the Columbia Firefly Stadium, um, and then Sunday is at Clemson. And so Clemson 7-1 and – they just lost a midweek to Tennessee Tech or Middleton. No, it's ETSU. Uh, e- uh, my ETSU. God. They lost yeah. to um, who did they ETSU. lose to then? ETSU. I've been trying to say that. ETSU they, they lost to on Tuesday. 
And then um, South Carolina six and two, but both losses have come against uh, Northwestern, which was shocking. Um, not not a good Big Ten loss there on the resume. But um, side note, did you see that news about the USC AD saying they would look at all options about leaving the Pac-12? Yeah, I think he's just doing that to make more money. They're gonna they're gonna probably pay him more money to keep USC there. So I, mean, that's what I was gonna say they're they're milking it. To get yeah. money, but, but what sport is USC relevant in anymore? Just to be fun, could you imagine USC joining the SEC? I know the Southeastern Conference, but who would be the real USC? <laughs> that's the that's the real debate. I've always called Southern California the real USC. Southern California is USC. Yes, they're they're USC, but I mean I don't blame people from like. Georgia and like South Carolina calling Georgia and I say USC is USC. That's good. You were raised correctly then. But there are people out there that think South Carolina is the real USC because it was the school first. So we'll give them that. But I think I think South Carolina takes care of business this weekend against Clemson. I think they have a little bit of revenge coming back from last week. Um, last week they got embarrassed at home against Northwestern and they're going to come back focused this week. But um, oh, and then one more weekend series that I'm really excited for. We got Mississippi Valley State <laughs> and Alabama A&M, who are excited. Neither, You're really excited for it. Yeah, neither team has won a game, so at least somebody gets to win a game on Friday. One of the teams get to fit, they get to taste victory. And I, dude, I don't know anything about either team. I think I'm going to root for Alabama A&M though. Hell no, I'm going for Mississippi Valley, baby. <laughs> okay, we got a little little competition for us, but Dude, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be fun to see one of them. Better get your ass on the couch, get glued, pull up whatever freaking yeah conference live stream. Can you put- imagine what their live stream probably looks like? It's at Alabama A and M, I believe, uh, and he was a camera behind home. No, there ain't no live stream, but it's probably some camera behind home plate that doesn't move. <laughs> they're probably going to see, like, I'm going to watch. If I can find a live stream, I'll watch a little bit of it. And they're going to be like, whoa, we have, a, we have a viewer. We got a viewer. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, there might, might be 12 errors combined in that game. So, pain dry. Yeah, no. I, I think it's going to be fun. But, so those are the, the series I'm looking forward to. And then... Wait, there's one more series that I need to talk about. It's the uh, it's the Ben Upton Bowl. I got UT Martin is at Mercer, and so I played at UT Martin my freshman year, and then I played at Mercer my junior and senior year. So I'll be pulling for the Bears to to beat up on the old freshman year 2014 UT Martin team that I was a part of. Hey, what is UT Martin mascot? Skyhawks or something? The Skyhawks. How the hell did I know that? Because it's Probably one of the dumbest mascots out there. How the hell did I know? It just sticks with you. It, it's such I a dumb so mascot. Right now. You know how many times I have to explain to people what a skyhawk is? It's like not even. It's, it's not a real thing. I have no. But I hope idea. Mercer sweeps him. Anyway, Ben. I hope oh. Mercer sweeps him in. in my, you think Mercer sweeping him? I hope they. What? No, Mercer sweeping UT. Mercer's undefeated. They're going to stay undefeated. They're going to sweep UT Martin. All righty then. We, dude, Dimitri, we went nine. My, my freshman year at UT Martin, we were the third worst team in the RPI. We went nine and 43. That's brutal. That's Didn't even win 10 games. That's brutal. We were so bad. But it was, I mean, I guess it was a good time looking back on it. But I, I enjoyed my time at Mercer much more, much, much more. So those are your homies. Yeah, those are my homies. It's still, I mean, I still live there in Macon. So, um, so give me a give me a pick for each series. We'll, we'll just go one by one. Georgia or Georgia Tech? Who you got? Ooh, I'm going with the Bulldogs of Georgia. Uh, I think that's a safe pick. I think it's real safe. Friday night, then they'll split. They're going to take two out of three. Dude, how good is Tucker Bradley right now? <laughs> From Tucker, Bradley, Tucker Bradley is really good. Um, He's my I, favorite player right now in college I've baseball. I've seen Tucker Bradley play since he was eight years old. Really? 
My brother, my brother would play Tucker Bradley. He played for the uh, Georgia Bandit, uh, Bandit, Bandit. Well, they called it Bandit Baseball Academy out of Ringgold, Georgia, North Georgia. For those of you that don't know, um, he was probably the same size when he was eight as he is now. <laughs> he was going eighty miles an hour by the time he was twelve. So he was a beast. Still he, is. he was incredible. Dude, I mean, he's my favorite player right now. I, I hope to meet him. I hope he can set me up so I can meet him. I'm the biggest Tucker Bradley fan right now. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia over Georgia Tech. I think I am too. I'm taking Georgia over Georgia Tech just because you got Emerson Hancock and Cole Wilcox going one and two. Oh, are we taking both? Are we are we picking what, all of them? No, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I broke the rules. That, now you give yeah, me two series. You're right. One pick. Everybody knows the rule. <laughs> All right. Now you got to give me a series. Yep. I'm going to give you Pepperdine for FIU. I'm going to take the road team, Pepperdine. It's a business trip for him. You're taking the wave. The wave. All right, you got to give me another one, Snake Draft. All right, now I'm going to give you – hey, you did this to yourself, Mississippi Valley versus Alabama A&M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was going to give you that one next. Uh, give me Alabama A&M. Alabama A&M. Do you know what their mascot is? Not a damn clue. I don't either. I really don't, man. I'm usually pretty good with college mascots, and I don't have a clue. Not a damn clue. All right. Uh, I'm giving you two now. So I'm giving you Clemson, South Carolina. Give me the tiger, the Clemson. Give me that purple and orange. Give you that Clemson cut pant. Give me that white Mizuno and white pant and white cleat. All right. Dude, wow. Alabama A&M is 0-10 this year. Yeah, you did that to yourself, buddy. 0-10. Oof. They gave up 32 runs to Western Michigan one game. Seven innings. <laughs> Dude, they give on a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back, hey, they we're gave up 32 and 21. We're supposed to promote college baseball, not harass them. They're the Bulldogs, by the way. I'm riding with the Bulldogs. Wow, that's so cliche and unique. I know. Um, second series I'm giving you is Mississippi State, Long Beach State. Give me Long Beach State. Give me them dirt bags. <laughs> that's a real team name right there. That's original. Give me the dirt bags. I think uh, Long Beach State wins that one. Um, the Mississippi Ow. Valley State. Guess their uh, guess their mascot. You want me to say it again? Not a damn clue. They are the Delta Devils. The Delta Devil. Dude, switch my pick. I'm taking Mississippi Valley State. I like that mascot. <laughs> the Delta Devils. That is hilarious. I think they had a famous wide receiver go there. Maybe Jerry Rice. Possibly. No, Jerry Rice. Somebody, somebody big time went there. What? Didn't Jerry Rice go to Delta State? No, I think it was Mississippi Valley State. Maybe it was Delta State. I'm going to confirm this right now. Jerry Rice, Delta State. Let's see. Mississippi Valley State. The Delta Devils. Let's go, baby. I'm riding with them. Um... And who, you took the dirt bags, right? I'm taking Long Beach, yep. All right, now you got to give me two. All right. Seton Hall versus USC. I'm taking USC all day. Them Trojans. Give me the Trojan horse. All right. TCU versus Cal. TCU all day. Those two are locks. Well, my last one's a lock, too. What's the last one? I don't even have it written down. I'm taking Michigan over Cal Poly. Oh, yeah. 
that's what it is. You're right. So I've got Georgia beating Georgia Tech, Clemson beating South Carolina, and Long Beach State beating Mississippi State. That's correct, Michigan sir. Cal Poly. That is correct. So this week, instead of six, we have eight. I need to go three and one to make up some ground. Hopefully four and oh. I'm about to go uh, four and oh, buddy. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. This is just going to be a good week. Um, I'm excited for the tournament play, and there's just so many games going on. There's play hey, 130. One last thing. I just want to yeah, what's up? A quick rundown through the undefeated. So we got 15 undefeated left. FAU. Winthrop beat Davison the other night in the midweek. Davison and Winthrop were both undefeated. Davison is no longer undefeated. So Winthrop and FAU are undefeated. Mercer's undefeated. Arkansas, St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies. How about them Bonnies, by the way? Hey, they're big fans of us. Again, those two hitters went off, okay? NC State. Um, so looking back on it, NC State is undefeated. They're about to lose. How about Alabama, dude? Alabama is undefeated still. Yeah, and they've, they've been looking really good, too. Like, they're destroying teams. They played anybody. I'm not going to discredit them. Being undefeated is already hard enough to do, but they haven't played anybody. And they're going to yeah. get steamrolled in the SEC. So, Alabama is undefeated. Cal State Northridge is undefeated. They will not be undefeated anymore after this weekend. Um, who does Cal Northridge play? Um, who does Northridge play? We talked about it before the show. Um, oh I'll, yeah, they play UCF. They play UCF in Orlando. They will not be undefeated anymore. Yeah, UCF should sweep them. Florida is undefeated. The Gators are undefeated. New Mexico State is no longer undefeated. They lost. A and M undefeated. Butler undefeated, UCLA undefeated, Tennessee undefeated, Texas and FIU. So FAU will not be – after this weekend, dude, we're going to have one, two, three, four. We, dude, we're probably going to have four, four, maybe five undefeated teams left. I bet there's going to be two. My, I think there's going to be two undefeated teams at the end of the weekend. All right, so FAU, no. Winthrop, I'm just going to take a wild guess. I'm not sure who they're playing. No. So, Mercer, it's just hard to go like 10 or 11 and 0 to start a year. Who? I said it's just hard for like any team to start 10 or 11 and 0. I'm going to say 1, 2. Shit. You think 2? You think only two teams left after this weekend? Yeah, I think. Maybe like whew. that's tough. Over, I right, over under two and a half. Uh, I, I'll take, I don't know, man. It's just like anything can happen. No, it's just tough to sweep the first three series and win the midweeks. Hey, take, take, take it over two and a half, under or over. I'll take under. Under two and a half teams after this weekend, undefeated. I'm saying there's going to be probably two, maybe one. Arkansas, for me, Arkansas and yeah, that is tough. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go under as well. Yeah, I think a bunch of them are gonna lose. Scratch at that. least one game this weekend. Three. <laughs> I'm saying max maximum five, but that's that's about it. But I'm taking the over three undefeated teams after this weekend. All yeah. right, we'll see. That we'll wraps see. it up for me. Yeah, we're uh, we're good to go. I got a long day tomorrow. I got a long day every day this weekend. I'll be putting hey, putting into hours, from 10 a.m. to probably 10 p.m. every day, and uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Minute Maid Park for the Houston Shriners College Classic. Start up. Pretty early, 11 a.m. Central, Baylor versus Missouri. I'll be there. So um, Get your coffee and your eggs in the morning. I, I am. Believe me. Mom, I'm staying at my parents' house, too, so hopefully my mom will make me some breakfast. 
tell Mama Upton to cook it up. She does, dude. She, she'll make me a nice, nice little omelet. I guarantee it. I'm spoiled when I come home. Bacon, I don't come home a lot, but I'm spoiled. Ginger omelet. <laughs> okay, and she'll make me some coffee, dude. That's for sure. But Dimitri, it's been a pleasure. We got a packed weekend. Yep. You guys follow us on social media. Keep updated with everything. Hey, fans. And, uh, by the way, fans. We will not be doing a podcast tomorrow. See you guys Sunday. Sunday, yes.